The Morning Drive on FM 96.3 and AM 620. News Talk WVMT. More cowbell, please. We are back on The Morning Drive. Kurt and Anthony here, and we are really <laughs> pleased to have joining us in studio now, Nick Cherick. He is the campaign manager for the Karen Paul for Mayor campaign. Good morning, Nick. Happy to be here, and thanks for starting off with a cowbell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like Anthony thought you'd like and uh, also, we have Burlington City Councilor Ali Jang with us. He's supporting Karen Paul. Good morning, Ali. Good to be with you, gentlemen. And before we get into the campaign and all of that, uh, I want to ask Councilor Jang, first of all, thank you for your service. These How many years? Six years. Six years. Thank you for your service on the Burlington City Council. And what made, I was hearing for a while that, hey, you know, people were telling me, hey, it looks like Ali's not going to run for re-election. And I said, well, I'm going to believe that when I hear it from Councillor Jang himself. Yes. But now we did hear it. And was it a tough decision for you? Was it a close call? Or had you decided that it was time to... And why? I was actually going to not seek re-election at my last one. You know, it was a decision. But I just wanted to make sure that we have a a, a candidate who's ready and candidate who's involved in the community. And back then, I did not see it. And I put myself back. But right now, I will feel well represented with the two people running for the seat. Are you supporting one of the other? No, both of them, I think they have their um, great ideas, and I'm not publicly supporting, but I'll be voting for someone. There you go. Yeah. Glad to hear that. And you uh, want to give us any quick reflections on your six years on the city council? Yes. I mean, basically, all I needed to achieve, which is bringing a new North End ambulance, like I did it, uh, 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 Lecture-free library, I did it, you know, strengthening the neighborhood, I did it, the Franklin Square issue, I did it, I have done, accomplished all my promises. So from my perspective, I serve my people very well, I raised the bar, and it's time for me to step down for other people to lead. And uh, did you give any thought to, we know you ran for mayor the last time, did you give any thought to running this time? Open no, seat? No, no, I need to take some break. Two years offline, and then, you know, maybe I'll come back for something else, but not city stuff. All right. Well, so we'll see going forward. We probably have not seen the last of Ollie Jang. Would that be fair to say? Of course. Yes, <laughs> That's what I like. I love the yeah. logic. A couple too. years it's off, like, and, okay. and then we'll see. Here okay. we go. And this is why, and boom, boom, boom. Yes. Now, let's talk to Nick about the campaign. We'll come back to Ali in, in a couple of minutes here, but... Um, What's the state of the campaign for Karen Paul as we head into Sunday, just three days now away? Um, and it, we, I've seen campaign TV ads from the Karen Paul campaign. Seems pretty unprecedented. Never seen it before. And I saw them on a couple of days ago in the afternoon. I saw them over and over again. What's the state of the campaign as we head into Sunday? The state of the campaign is strong. And uh, I'm very optimistic for some informed reasons and some other reasons. We've done all the work we possibly could to reach people, to inform people about this caucus, and to share exactly what Karen stands on the issues, what her priorities are, and what she'll do as mayor, and what she's already done for the city. Can you tell us, uh, and we know there's no campaign finance reporting for caucuses, uh, but we know that so far to the press you have not wanted to answer that question. How much money has the Karen Paul campaign raised, and is there a chunk of it that's coming from uh, from Karen Paul, the family her- herself? Yeah, that's an easy one. Um, we've raised it from a bunch of different donors. Uh, Karen and her family have supported the campaign in all sorts of ways. We were stuffing envelopes last night. Very little sleep, um, but no, she's not self-funding the campaign. 
None of it? Period. But how much, and so how much has been raised and spent so far? Well, here's the deal with that, and you understand well, uh, we don't have to disclose that yet. A campaign. But you can. I can do whatever I want. I know, I but, tell why, you anything. But, but why not? The nature of a campaign, by definition, is competitive. The Red Sox aren't going to re- agree to reducing the strike zone because the Yankees tell them to. I guess they could if they chose to. Sometimes rules change. We get bigger bases. That's all right. I understand the frustration. The truth is, one campaign has bragged about how much money they've raised. No campaign has shared how much they've spent, how much they have on hand, or what they're doing with it. You can see what we're doing with it. You've seen us on TV. You've seen us in the mail. You'll see us in the North Avenue News this week. You've seen all the different ways we've looked to communicate the issues with the voters. But we are trying to win here. I don't respond to uh, one campaign unilaterally suggesting another campaign should do it. And the reason is I've done a lot of campaigns in the Vermont space. I know there's another campaign after this. I know how the progressives have worked in this city. And agreeing to games around campaign finance is a losing strategy, period. And we're not going to do it. Okay. I just am curious because a lot of the reporters wanted to know when they were in here earlier. And I've heard a lot of people ask me about it. And I, I, when one campaign has said how much they've raised at least – it just kind of it makes people speculate why the other campaign doesn't want to say. Well, that's fair enough, and I think I explained. But I will say this just to be crystal, crystal clear. Karen is not self-funding her campaign. Her family is not putting money in in excess of, of the individual donor limits. Okay. Period. All right. We're not going to find out how much she's raised or spent until afterwards. Um, okay. So, um, Ali, let's go back to you. Um, what, what made you decide to support Karen Paul? It was a very clear choice. Um, you know, one, the Burlington City Council did unanimously, including her opponent, to elect her as our council president. And it is time for the people of Burlington to elect her as a mayor. Karen has always been inclusive, pragmatic, solution-oriented, and she deeply cared about the city and also the people. She has been solving the problems behind the scene, and I'm here to make sure that people understand it and also for people to rally behind her and vote for her. That was a straightforward endorsement. Very good. All right, well, we have to take a real quick break, uh, uh, two minutes. 888-414-0303. That's the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline. Anybody uh, want to chat with, uh, with with Nick, who's the campaign manager, or uh, Councilman uh Ali Jang. Ali Jang. Uh, 1-4-0-3-0-3. Call now, because this is the Morning Drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. We are back. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, as always, and we'll go right to it. Alrighty, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the Morning Drive. Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, my question is for the campaign manager, and, you know, I, without identifying myself, I'm a treasurer for a political action campaign uh, committee here in Montpelier, and I'm very aware that progressives and Democrats are generally at the front lines of requesting, requiring, and legislating that campaign finances be reported, and I, I understand Burlington has its own policy, but isn't it a little suspect or, or cavalier to not share that information, particularly because the party itself is behind disclosing that information of where the money comes from? I'll take the call uh, answer offline. Thanks. All right, Nick. That's a fair question. Um, personally, I'm very supportive of increased disclosure 
And I wouldn't be surprised. Nick, can you pull in just a little bit more? I wouldn't be surprised if the rules change after this election. And they should. Um, to ex- you mean to extend to caucuses? I think that makes a whole lot of sense. I mean, what we're seeing here is this is a very professionalized election. It's a scale that maybe we haven't seen before. And that's the time when rules should change. Um, so that feedback is duly noted. I just want to say that no other campaign is disclosing their donors. No other campaign is disclosing anything. One campaign has bragged about how much money they've raised. That's fine. That's a choice. Although, obviously, his question was, but I guess you've addressed it, which, which was, you know, when the party's calling for this, why not just do it? But I guess you've addressed it. You that. play by the rules that you're set up with. And I respect well, that. You, can, you can voluntarily do it. Oh, you, well, you, know. you don't have to. Yep. You can do it on your own if you choose to. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning. Uh, Karen Paul voted to uh, fine developers for building houses that heat with uh, fossil fuels. Do you, does Karen Paul really think that she's going to change the climate by fining these people? And does she really think that it's not going to increase the cost of housing? Let's get an answer from Councillor Jang. Can, I mean, you're a supporter. Can you respond to that? I mean, yes, of course. I mean, I think um, climate change uh, is, is a real problem. And from my perspective, Karen Paul has been very clear about her position in making sure that while we solve this problem, let's also ensure that it's affordable. She has never voted against any initiative from the mayor or the administration about solving the pr- climate change issue. And from my perspective, she is the right person at this right time to lead this city. Uh Ali, let's talk about the 2020 City Council resolution that actually had in it. It was the racial justice resolution, but it had in a part of, a, a part of that was what's referred to as defunding of the police that led to uh, losing at least 40% of the police department. We're still trying to recover from that. Um, Karen Paul was one of three counselors outside the six progressives to uh, vote for that, to support that. And that's, of course, been an issue in this campaign. How do you respond to that? Yeah. It is unfortunate that the people are trying to uh, pinpoint the issue of public safety from that vote. It is really Why? unfortunate. Because it did not start there. The issue is when three black people were victimized by the hand of the police right here, all elected officials, including the mayor, nobody took action. And I think I was the only person who said no, and then Freeman joined me to say no, and then we did not vote for... Um, the police chief at that time. And then George Floyd died, were killed. And then young black people, young people in general, occupied the park. And there was a demand of, uh, let's say, um, public safety. We needed answers. And I think the racial justice resolution came in, and there were no city councilor other than me, right, who refused it categorically. I brought an amendment, and that amendment was voted by two other city councillors. And from my perspective, Karen Paul was listening, right, to the black people who've been crying for years. And that also was an attrition. It did not happen exactly that. But I just want to have you explain, though, you you did bring an amendment, and I thought it was a good amendment. You brought it with Joan Shannon, and Karen Paul voted against that amendment. And what that amendment did was to delete the language jettisoned the language about reducing the police force cap down to 74 and would have called for a study. Um, that, to me, seemed like a sensible route by you and Councillor 
uh, Shannon and Counselor Chip Mason, I believe, supported that. Yeah. So uh, that was the route to go, but Karen Paul did not vote for that. Yeah. I mean, if, even if she didn't vote for it, what she did uh, after that, I think it speaks volume about her leadership style, which is reaching out across the aisle in order for the progressives to support the raising the cap and also to approve um, the bargaining that we had with the Burlington Police Department. I think I need to focus on that. Another element is John Shannon did not bring that resolution. I want to be very clear. I heard it here. I heard it before. She did not bring it. I brought it. She made a suggestion. And making a suggestion does not entitle you to a co-worker credit. Just want to be very clear. Was she a co-sponsor? She didn't. We, we don't co-sponsor. Um, we don't co-sponsor amendments. What's we co-sponsor resolutions. The amendments, I brought it forward. Nobody co-sponsored an amendment. You vote for it or you don't vote for it. She was supportive. Yes, she did. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go th- back to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Yes, good morning. My biggest concern is that Councillor Paul in 2020 voted in favor to defund the police. And now what I'm hearing from her and her campaign is that um, she's changed her tune, and now she's all in favor of policing and so forth. Uh, I'm, I'm a little concerned about this inconsistent wavering on this topic, and I'm wondering if you can comment on that. Yeah. I mean, I think it's exactly what I just said. Let's not uh, bring the police issue with that vote. And I think what vote was through attrition. If the police officers left, it's not because the city council of that vote. They didn't feel respected, but- and they left. But I, I've talked to a number of police officers. The chief of police warned the council, if you pass this, what's going to happen? Chip Mason talked about it. I was there that night. Um, and, and plenty of other people said, this is what's going to happen if you pass this resolution. The resolution passed. We lost 40% of the police department. I don't understand, Councillor Jang, with all due respect, I don't understand how you think that resolution had nothing to do with the loss of police officers. No, I am saying, let me be very crystal clear here. I am saying that the issue about public safety did not start with that vote. It started way before then when we refused to take action. And I think any action that you didn't take should have consequences. The consequences are right here in front of us. And only Karen Paul is a candidate with a clear plan to get us, to this, to get us out to this man. But at the same time, you knew that cutting, putting in a, a number of 74, you knew that that was wrong. You sponsored an amendment supported by Councillor Shannon and Councillor Mason that would have gotten rid of that language because you knew it was wrong. Yes. Yes. I mean, uh, here's the thing. I knew a lot of things that were wrong, but we refused to listen to me. And I'm asking just the voters to listen to me now. Karen Paul is the future, and Karen Paul needs your support in order to become our next mayor. All right, Nick, let's go back to Nick. we got a couple minutes left here. Um, what do you... As we head to Sunday, are you concerned at all about the voting process? This is what we hear a lot of concern about. People are uh, Adam Roof's going to be on the camp on the show tomorrow to give us a last update on how everything's going to work. Are you confident about this system and that it's going to work smoothly, and we can all feel confident about it at, at the I, end of the day? I am. It's been a transparent process. Adam has done a great job being very transparent with everyone about how this is going to work. There are pros and cons, and. You know, part of me, I was at that last caucus in Memorial Auditorium, and it was fun. It was like being on the radio. It was exciting. And there is a loss there. On the other hand, we're going to see a lot more people participating. 
this time. I think that's a good thing. Anything that brings people into the process, I think, is a good thing. And look, all the campaigns have agreed to the rules, agreed to the process. I am very uncomfortable when folks start working the refs or talking about, you know, the process not being uh, valid. We've seen that at a national level. That's a bad thing. This is a good process. We're going to be happy with those results. And I will say another thing. Karen will, of course, support the winner of the Democratic. Okay, that, so that's definitive. Full stop. Period. There's been no equivocation on this. There's a reason folks like Howard Dean, Madeline Cunin, Philip Baruth, very prominent Democrats have been supporting Karen. They know her. And we've been very clear, we'll, of course, support the Democratic nominee, whether it's Madison, whether it's Joan. But I do believe strongly in my heart that it will be Karen. Okay, so that's a definitive answer. She's, oh, yeah. If she does not win, she's supporting the, nom- the person that does win. Uh, only because at the debate, whenever I hear somebody say, my intention it sort of makes you, well, my intention, so if 5,000 people ask no, you to, no, no, nothing, it's no, definitive. No, nothing there. It's definitive. Okay. It's sanctioned. It's authorized. Full stop. <laughs> All right. Well, that's, there we that's go. clear. That's the news. That's good. There you go. We got it. That's cleared up. There we go. All right. So um, we're out of time, basically. You want to put out any information as we close out? Well, everyone I mean, should get registered. Anyone can participate, but you got to get registered by 5 p.m. on the 9th. You can do it at Karen Paul BTV. We've made it very easy. There's a direct link at the top, and you can also learn more about our platform, not just public safety, but housing and a whole bunch of issues that are very important to the city right now. All right, Karen Paul's campaign manager, Nick Cherick. You got it. Nick Cherick. I keep waiting to screw that up. And retiring, our stepping back city councilor, Ali Jang. Thanks for six years of service. Thanks for coming in today. Um, and tomorrow is going to be another big day right here on uh, News Talk WVMT. It's uh, Fluff and Stuff Friday. And uh, like we talked about, we're going to hear from Adam Roof, head of the Democratic Party for uh, Chittenden County. See you tomorrow right here on News Talk WVMT Burlington. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Students and staff at UNLV still trying to make sense of Wednesday's deadly campus shooting. You don't want to believe that that could be happening on your floor, on your hall. Uh, to people you know. Assistant Professor Truman Rowley, whose office is on the same floor as where the gunman, 67-year-old Anthony Polito, opened fire, killing three faculty members.